0: and welcome to this week's edition of the north spring sessions podcast with dk i'm dustin kennedy thank you for joining us uh it's been two weeks since i recorded and i apologize for that the snow hit the ice hit i hope all you Warm weather hating sociopaths are happy with you damn selves. You've uh, the rest of us normal people brave the elements for all these days and nights. And I hope you're happy. I hope you hope you don't get another one. I'm keeping receipts. The first one of you ignorant bastards that speak out both sides of your mouth come June and say, "Oh, it's too hot. It's just too hot." I'm gonna carry a travel size uh little thing of baby powder. I'm gonna I'm gonna pepper it in my hand and pow right there. I'm say, "Remember January? Shut up. You don't get to talk." You don't get to talk. You wanted that weather. You wanted that. These people that say, like, how can you possibly say that I love cold weather? I prefer cold weather. Is that what you prefer? Is that what you preferred was what happened last week? It was – I couldn't even I, – I, let me tell you something. And y'all know I got a stupid driveway. For the people who know me very well that live around here, you know I don't love my driveway, never have liked my driveway. Um you, a man shouldn't have this much trouble getting on, getting up his hill. I've got to replace my wife's tires like every, you know, 420 miles just because she wears the piss out of them. Walking, going up and down this driveway. Uh, you know, you know who else pisses me off? You people who have four wheel drive and refuse to use it because you're a man. I got friends. I ain't gonna call you out because I love you, but I'll just be outside doing yard work and I hear you just, <laughs> you know, just. And I said, uh, "You four wheel drive tore up? Well, lock it in." Lock it in. Don't be too proud to hit that four wheel drive button because if you've seen the hill, lock it in. Let's put gravel on that last week. God, tell you what, and uh, I, I just don't see how anybody can possibly be like, yep, that's the weather I want. That's 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 what I love. Um, what the heck? Where'd that come from? Oh, well, I'm just tore up. It took me two weeks to record. It's a good thing I recorded a Titans episode and a Chris Knight episode. I love to hear some feedback from those shows. Now, a lot of you guys listening, not a lot of feedback. me. I'm not real. Oh, I mean, what am I supposed to think? I don't even text me and tell me what your favorite parts are, even your bad parts. If you don't like it, tell me I suck. It's okay. But um, I don't know. That weather just – um. I've not cared about snow since like May the eighteenth of two. If I graduated high school May eighteenth of two thousand two, that's the last day I ever wanted snow. When you stop getting out of uh, school for it, I don't know. And maybe I should love it because my kids. I don't think my kids love it. Maybe I'm raising a bunch of pansies. I don't know. But I didn't. You know, We come out and played in it, but then it was like so cold. By the time we got home that day, it was just it was just so cold. I mean, I know there were some 30-degree days and, you know, 20-degree days, but whatever, but let me tell you something. I despise, you know, we all got our little quirks. There's things that I do that, 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 that people don't like and get on, you know, gonna get on their nerves, but you people, <clears throat> and there's several of you, friends, family, that post your dash and show us the temperature, we're all in it. We know. We know it's 14 degrees. We know it's 20 degrees. We all hate it. Do you hate it? I hate it. I become grumpy every year from January to March. My, my mood generally lights up about April when the sun starts shining again. Now, you people, no need. No need in posting your dashes. We all know it's miserable. We all know it's cold. But I'm going to tell you what, being the hypocrite I am, when I went out to my truck and it was negative 12 degrees, Put it on Snapchat. That was too much. That was too much. Negative 12 is way entirely too cold. It was negative 7 when I opened my truck. Negative 9, then by the time I got to like two minutes out, towards my, out, of, out of my driveway, it was negative 12. And see, the rest of you that actually got to go to work, you get to walk out in your normal yard, in your normal driveway, like most normal people have a driveway, and you, go to, you get to go start your truck. I was walking down this stupid ass hill, freezing to death. Negative nine, zero, two. Swear to God, and just walking down there, and just I did put a tarp over my windshield. That helped not being frosted over and snow everywhere. But then I just cranked it and went to work, and it was like Whitleyville before I de- before I frosted out, frosted out, um, thawed out. I don't understand it, like you know, who wants that weather? I can always take more I can always put more clothes on. I can't always take more clothes off. No, but you can jump in water. you can get a pool, you can get a lake, sit in a creek. Who asked for that crap? Who are you? Speak up? I want to I just want to smack you with my baby powder already six months in advance. I, just, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. There's something about you that I don't like, genuinely. I'm grumpy. I'm still mad about it. It was 50 degrees today and rained. It could rain like it's Seattle, Washington, and I'd be happy as long as the temperature stayed the same. I just hate it. I want my kids to enjoy it because I remember liking it as a kid. But even by the time I got home on the first big snow and we got the Ranger out and played in a little bit, hell, we froze to death. Don't trust you people. Sociopaths. Warm weather, hating sociopaths. And you probably don't like dogs or children. I'm, I couldn't do nothing but eat. I get fat every winter anyway, like most of us. You know, put a little weight on. You know, the winter winter weight. Let me tell you something. I just eat honey buns, stay warm. It wouldn't even stay. It wouldn't. Even, it wouldn't even stay. Get even, Get remotely. Our propane heaters wouldn't even really like trying to work. Ain't gonna no tell them what my percentage went down to. It was 50 at the start of the week. I hate to look at it now. It just run continuously. and My old space heaters ain't doing nothing. And every time I got cold, I ate another honey bun. Like this 265, 70, 17 Michelin in my midsection right now is going to be so hard to work out. I just turned 40. Y'all know that. You can't work that shit off when it's thir- when you're 30, 35. It's, I mean, it's impossible. I'm going to be swimming with a T-shirt. Yep, this is the year. This is the year I'm swimming in a T-shirt. I've always joked about it. It's going to happen. I'm going to be going on a cruise. I'm going to be in Florida. I'm going to be wherever. Swimming in a T-shirt. A Hanes Beefy double XL. I want a sunburn. I just want a sun. like right now, I just wish I had a sunburn. Like like just blistening, miserable, lobster level sunburn. Um stop it, Mackie. I don't have time to mess with you. Texting me during work hours. Work hours being 8 30 p.m. Uh I do hope everybody else is alright. I mean just just my driveway just automatically sets in just misery for me. Just knowing that my big ass is going to have to walk up and down that hill every day. Just walk down the hill, waddling, doing a little penguin crawl, make sure I don't fall, freezing all the way down the road, getting in at work, knowing I'm going to, have to drive this dreary-ass road home. Just in a funk, man. Just in a funk. Hold on a second. Didn't even want to do that. My building was so cold. That's why I didn't podcast. My building out here gets so cold. I didn't even think about it. I was walking around in like three pairs of sweatpants and hoodies. Like you know how you dress when you got like the flu and you want to put on a bunch of clothes just to sweat it out. That's what I, I was walking around the house. You want to get frisky? It takes ten minutes to get your clothes off. It's ridiculous. Nobody's in the mood by that time. It's ridiculous. I got kids that listen to this. Not mine, but my kids don't like me that good to listen. Their friends do, though, so I probably shouldn't say that. I probably shouldn't say that. Just joking. Just joking. <laughs> um, but I even took my equipment. I took my equipment in one night to the house, and I, I convinced myself I was going to do a podcast, but you just can't. You can't. I can't get I get fired up out here talking to myself, you know, out in the building. So, um, I just waited. So I apologize for, for the long wait, um. What else is going on? North Springs Music Fest uh, is continuing to build. 11, let's see, one, two, three, yeah, 11 announced acts so far. And that was Ward Davis to start the episode. That was Get to Work Whiskey, Ward Davis, um, the headliner for 2024 North Springs Music Fest. Um, Also Them Dirty Roses, Taylor Honeycutt, Tim Gooden, The Comancheros, Low Water Bridge Band, West Ship, Rich Henderson, Tony Logan, the 184, Rye Davis, and Waylon Handel, uh, the announced act so far. Uh, go ahead and address this because I know you're going to ask. A lot of people going to be disappointed. This is how you're going to be finding out. i told a couple people. Uh, Cole Chaney has been a fixture here the last two years. Uh, you know, uh, co-headlined acoustically in 2022. Um, top four act last year, top three act, um, top four. And, um, you know, just I, lo- I love building around the kid. I hate to say kid, young man. Um, you know, it's everybody knows the the sky's the limit for Cole Chaney and his band, and they've really I, I watched them I don't know three or four times in 2023, and um, just to let you know I did send an offer out to Cole, and unfortunately where they're going in a different direction. I mean, of course, the, his team will be putting that announcement out, you know, this year. So I won't, you know, that's not my place to say that. I'm just I just appreciate Jesse uh, Cole's longtime manager. You know, we were. We were heading to a basketball game a couple weeks ago, and his number popped up. And uh, I told told Lindsey, I said, well, it's going to go one or two ways. And so, you know, he just – I respected Jesse for doing that. Uh, Jesse's been really, really cool to me and and Cole as well. So, um, they're going in a different direction. They're going to be uh, not around this area come October. 2024 so I apologize to you guys obviously i'm very disappointed cole cheney was some something that i really wanted to base a weekend off as well uh just to continue to build that relationship but you know each time i've told you guys you know the first time at the distillery hey you know come check him out Can't come check out the you know, cole cheney um then you know we got him to the festival in 2022 i was tickled to death and then you know, last year I didn't. I didn't expect last year to happen. He was already getting so big, but you know, I just want to thank Cole for. You know, Cole did a lot of cool things leading up to the 2023 festival, and you know, he posted a really really cool Instagram message that I've read on here uh, and his Facebook. He made a uh, like a video with me at the exit in for an Americana, Fe- uh, Americana fest, and he um, um, did the podcast. So. Uh, I felt like I let Cole down at times uh, during the festival. You know, we you know it's neither here nor there. We, we know. Some of y'all know. So, yeah, d- extremely disappointed we couldn't get him. But I told y'all the last two times, hey, this kid's on a rocket ship. And, you know, every, every time he plays here, we, we need to appreciate it because there's going to be a time where I can't afford it or he's going to be playing something much bigger and better. I sent what I thought was a very reasonable offer. Um, with our past, you know, with with a couple years, and um, you know, and probably, do I wish I could, have, you know, jump that up even more? Sure, if I knew everything was going to be, you know, but but a festival isn't isn't cheap. No matter how much sponsorship love you get, how many tickets you sell, and you already got eleven or twelve people on the docket, and you know, people are it's more expensive this year than ever. And of course, each year you build, each year the the pressure gets to you, not to you, but you know. You want to outperform, and by tw- by all standards, twenty twenty three was a big big hit. Um, so anyway, uh, I-, I just want to thank Cole and Jesse for the shows we did do get to-, get to do together. Again, I know you guys are disappointed. This is the first time a lot of you are hearing that. I'm sure that a lot of you are banking on an announcement to be coming on social media, but I'm just letting you down easy. I sent an offer. Jesse said it was fair. Um, just unfortunately, like I said, he's go- he's going on a big tour this year, as you guys can. Get on his website, coldchannymusic.com. And, uh, you know, we're going to go to one of the shows in March. A bunch of us, I think there's like 14 of us going. So, hey, a dude's always got my um, support. He knows that. Jesse knows that. Um, That was, you know, most part, obviously I wanted him here, but uh, big of Jesse to give me a phone call and tell me why it wasn't going to happen. So, sorry to you guys, but I am very proud of the lineup we do have. Uh, Them Dirty Roses absolutely killed it last year. Taylor Honeycutt is going to be somewhere else that weekend also, getting a really cool honor. Um, Then Taylor is opening for Red Clay Strays, one of the hottest bands in the world right now, at the third night of their – they sold out the Ryman twice and they added a third show. Taylor gets to to open for that. So the fact that we're getting her in North Springs a couple months after that Ryman show is very, very big. So there's a chance right now that she's going to be on a whole different plateau in October than what she is right now in January. Um, just made the announcement a couple days ago. Tim Gooden again with his full band. Um, I think me and Tim, you know, I called Jason Parton last week, Tim's manager, and of course that him and John and uh, Shane, those guys there, and they just dropped all the Laurel Cove up in Pineville, Kentucky. Line up this week, uh, absolutely killer as always. Um, excited to excited to have Tim down. Comanchero is gonna be rowdy as I'll get out. I talked to Logan. More from the Low Water Bridge Band. All those were announced two weeks ago. The ones we've added since then, of course, West Ship, uh, Rich Henderson, another guy out of Alabama, and he was uh, he had the number ten um, best debut album according to Whiskey Riff of anybody in 2023. Uh, Tony Logue coming back. He's played acoustic. Both times, and this time he's bringing the 184 for the full band. Just announced it tonight that Rye Davis and his full band are coming. And uh, Waylon Handel, out of Michigan, young kid, carrying on that outlaw country tradition. Um, and also with Rye, while we're on the subject, um, Rye Davis, if you still want to come to the show with the bull and thistle, there's two bar stools left for $20 a piece. The dining room is open for $10. So – um yeah, get on that if you want to uh, still attend March 28th, the day before. It's the night before Good Friday, so a lot of people's going to be off for work. And, um, yeah, come on, love to join you. We've, we've sold all but two seats in the bar area. Um, yeah, just a lot of stuff going on. I apologize for being kind of all over the place. I came out here to the building. As you all know, anybody that listens to this episode every week, I'm infested by ladybugs out here. I was supposed to be on another guy's podcast. His wife didn't come home for him to watch a kid. That's kind of we were, we were slated at 8 o'clock. So I came out here about a quarter till um, to get ready for his interview. He had to push back, so I just went ahead and started setting my stuff up. And about five minutes out of being out of here, the whole place smells like ladybugs anyway, and I started sneezing my frigging head off. <laughs> so I'm out here sweeping up a pound of ladybugs and had to go inside to get an allergy pill. So I'm all jacked up, never can talk right out here. There's always something going on with me. And uh, just trying to write some notes down and and uh, and see what all's going on. All right, sorry about that. I had to take a quick little break, and uh, all my ink pens crapped out on me. I guess in this cold weather out here, so I'm trying to read what I wrote in a silver sharpie on a white piece of paper, trying to keep my notes. But um, this, this, so this is a story I'm probably going to regret telling, but y'all know me, and <clears throat> I can't ever embarrass myself. You can't embarrass me if if I say all the stupid stuff. So this is one y'all wouldn't have to know, but I'm going to tell you. So you know how our phones listen to us, right? I mean, our phones are listening to us at all times. Or if we Google something or if we search something and it shows up on our Facebook, right? Like the other day, I was talking to my, my friend Brad on the phone and they're talking about selling some of their, uh, well, selling their boat. And he didn't even tell me the brand of boat now. Listen to this. This is how creepy this is, right? He didn't even tell me the brand of boat he just told me uh, what year it was, how many horsepower, you know, yada yada yada. I screenshot the pictures he sent me on Snapchat of of their boat and told me what what it was, how much it was priced for. And uh, the next morning, the soon as I log on Facebook, the brand new version of his boat. His is a 2018. There was the 2024 or 2023, whatever. Version of his boat on Facebook, the very first ad. When my alarm clock went off, I checked my notifications. There was the 2023-24 version of Brad Krage's boat, and he—mind you—he didn't even tell me the name, the brand of the boat. And there it was, which tells me, first off, his wife was trying to get me on the high end of that price because they quoted it about two thousand dollars less when so I get a brand new one for Becky. Not, not, not cool. Uh, to take advantage of somebody that you've known for 22 years, huzzy? Um, so, that being said, I'll Google. Anything you Google, it shows up on Facebook, right? Let me tell you something. Again, I, I won't live this down. But the other day, me and Lindsay scroll, we were sitting there on the couch, and I didn't say anything with the first little scroll. I'm just scrolling down, me and her sitting there, and then after about the fourth time, I said, what the hell is going on? I said, look at all these skimpy underwear ads. And it's not like I was like trying to get sexy time with my wife. It was like, oh, honey, you want to get some lingerie? How about you get some underwear or something? Because you know what? It wasn't women's underwear. It's men's underwear. And it's not like the boxer briefs that us m- most of us normal men wear in our 40s. I ain't talking about the old uh, plaid, big old. 3XL boxers that they wore in American Pie and all that. I'm talking about normal boxer briefs. Let me tell you something. The more I complained about it, the more damn skimpy ass men underwear popped up. And I started screenshotting them. So my phone looks like I'm some pervert that loves loves men. And it was different brands. This one right here is like the skimpiest of skimpy Jean-Claude Van Damme. In 1988, tight underwear. Uh, my my, my uh, muffin top ain't going to allow me to wear these little skimpy uh, boxer, or just little briefs. And I wished I would have, uh, it said, perfect for a high-intensity workout or a hot yoga session. Honestly to God that's what it says. So that's the first one. And then here's the next one. You never felt so comfortable in your life feels like going commando in zero gravity now with the irresistible ten dollars off your first purchase. this has got a pouch on it. I don't know, men need room. We deliver and it has got a little pouch right above the crotch area and they' like, they look like a tights that you wear underneath your basketball shorts, but they've got a little pouch right above the crotch area. okay there's the next one. This one's a screenshot now this one this man's got more veins in his up in his lower uh This man's veiny. He he's definitely got a manscaped subscription. There's no there's no loose hairs on this man. He's looks like he's waxed from the kneecap all the way up. He's got veins in his lower abdomen. Got an eight pack. And these skimpiest little drawers you ever seen in your life. Perfect. And that's oh that's the ones. This is the second picture I took um, of the first drawers that got suggested on my Facebook feed. Now listen, I'm on there to tell y'all about my kids, tell you about my music, bitch about my driveway, and see my friends and their friend, my friend's kids. Last thing I'm trying to see is men, (laughs) men's junk in skimpy drawers on my Facebook feed. Perfect for a high intensity workout or a hot yoga session. Stealth skin no sh- no free shout outs cuz stealth skin doesn't endorse me because you know I'd love to see what I, I'd love to see what I'd look like in that underwear out right there instantly elevate your performance seamlessly constructed this underwear is a game changer for your everyday meet stealth skin aerated seamless featherlight and anti appeal protection i don't know what none of that means they don't have that on the back of the Fruit of the Loom packages. None of that. None of that lingo is is talked about on the Fruit of the Loom or Hanes underwear. Boxer brief packs. Old boy's got, I mean, he's not a hair in sight. David J. says, they feel like I'm wearing nothing while being supportive. Hmm. Free shipping. 27,000 five-star reviews. Feels like you're naked. ASWEMove.com. Just when you thought it didn't it couldn't get any better, my friends over at um, BKIEO sponsored ad on Facebook: the big separate pouch trunks, designed for perfect separation and support. Wearing confidence makes you unstoppable, and this has got a kangaroo pouch. Makes you look like you're. It makes you look like you're smuggling at least one good-sized banana. When you wear this spacious pouch, that's fake advertisement. It's like a girl in a push-up bra. That's a—I mean, <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. This guy's built like me um, in the chest. He's got—he's got a solid six-pack and nice, nice. Uh, now nah, come on now, Facebook, Jesus Christ! Of course, I'm kidding. The the spacious pouch. What in the hell is going on, Facebook? I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this filth on my Facebook feed. I don't want it. I don't want it. I didn't Google that. I don't know who got on my phone and Googled that. But uh, I was complaining about it the other day, and Lindsey was taking a video of me complaining as I was scrolling, and she sent it to Becky, Brad's wife. And Becky said she's getting them. So if I'm a pervert, Becky's a pervert. Uh, Because obviously I ain't the only one Facebook Take your little softcore Skinamax pornography, softcore pornography somewhere else because I ain't got time for it. I've been wearing the same boxer briefs since about 1999, and I don't feel like I'm changing anytime soon. Now, unless I get on this big hot dad bod summer. You know, I may holler at the old skimpy hot yoga session drawers. I don't know. I may. maybe may be feeling myself come June. I want them little... <laughs> it's ridiculous. What guy... Imagine if you're a woman... Now, imagine being a woman from here, because there's some city girls who would probably dig it. But imagine, imagine you're at Doe Creek Bar on a Saturday night, and you take a fella home, and he's wearing and he's wearing underwear sexier than you. What are you going? Are you still? To me, if I'm a woman, I'm, I'm considering, I'm reconsidering it. If if I'm a, if I'm a good-looking woman, and I load up something at Doe Creek Bar on a Saturday night. And take them back home, and this man's got briefs on, from straight out of the '80s, like Miami Vice briefs. You can't do it, can you? You can't go through with it. You gotta take the boy back. To, you, you gotta go home. You got like, you gotta take me back to my car. This ain't gonna work. I just started my period. I don't know what to tell him. I don't know what you tell him. You don't, but you don't, you don't finish the deed with a man wearing briefs. Not like these. Not like these on the Facebook. Not no, no, no. the book of faces. Um has as my, my as my boy Fraley would say, um no bueno. No I don't, I don't, for me. Never for me. If I ever get divorced and I'm on the scene again and one of you girls try to take me home, box your briefs. Go ahead and tell you. Tell you ten years in advance, five years in advance. Ain't gonna see me with <clears> those <throat> on. It's 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 disturbing. It's disturbing. Um Super Bowl, what we got going on. Super Bowl coming up. We'll, uh, we'll talk a few minutes of sports before we get into some more stories about uh, and it's my family. that I like to talk about Super Bowl going on, and there's a conspiracy going on right now. If you've not seen the, if you've not seen the, uh, the picture that's floating around, it's the color scheme. So the, last, the two Super Bowls ago, the logo was red and yellow. And as you know, uh, the Bengals and the Rams represented that Super Bowl. Okay, get dumb luck, right? So last year, it's red and green, Eagles and Chiefs. So this year, the logo is red and purple. And wouldn't you know it, we're down to the final four where the San Francisco 49ers are meeting the Detroit Lions and the Baltimore Ravens are meeting the Kansas City Chiefs. And so who's, who's going to put their money on the 49ers and Ravens? Because it's red and purple. And uh, it's just interesting. Somebody, and I don't know if it was Photoshopped or not, but Lindsay was showing me a picture where, um, somebody was saying that some graphic popped up on television where it says all the halftime – you know, Reba's doing the national anthem and Usher's doing the halftime show or whatnot. Then it says the um, – for the February 11th matchup of the 49ers and Ravens. So, who knows? We always heard that sports are scripted. So, you never uh, – well, let's see. Let's see how, how the uh, NFL plays out in this, in this particular uh, scenario. Now my buddy John, I put on Twitter, uh, 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 the app formerly known as Twitter, that I said, I don't care how hateable the Kansas City Chiefs are right now, I can't root for the Baltimore Ravens. And he texted me today, my buddy John, he said, I couldn't care less about your hatred for another team or your past memories you have. We are all Ravens come this weekend, and I'll not accept anything else from you. And I said, beep the Ravens. He said, you're a Swifty, unbelievable and, you know, that's true. Like, Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany Mahomes, is is the most insufferable. Between between his wife and his brother, it, it, it turned me on the Chiefs for sure because I like Mahomes and Kelsey and all those guys. And then, you know, as as they get more notoriety and fame and championships throughout the year, Brittany and uh, his brother, Dr. Jackson, I can't remember his name, um, you know, they're in the press box and they're in their suite just, you know, doing what two girls do and get silly and up there and uh then you got then then now you've added in Taylor Swift and I don't personally hate Ta- Taylor Swift's music or just I remember when she was in country music and she would win an award and she'd be so shocked so shocked then by the end of the night she's she's like oh my God I'm oh like no it's the seventh award you it's the seventh award you've won Taylor let's let's don't f- faint being uh being a uh, Surprised right now? You've won every award except for the duo that Old Dominion or whoever in the hell won. You know, I mean, just don't be surprised, Taylor. So now we we see all this, all this, Brittany Mahomes, Taylor Swift, but I just cannot root. I swear to God, I sounded like Davo. Um I can not I can't, I can't, I cannot cheer for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm all in for the Detroit Lions. One of the most bad luck franchises in the history of any sport, uh making making as far as they've made it, in like, you know, over 30 years. So, I really would love to see the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl. It's, I know a lot of people who don't have a horse in the race would agree. But, man, I just hate the Baltimore Ravens. As bad as Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes gets my nerves, I'm okay if Kansas City beats Baltimore as long as whichever NFC team beats Kansas City. And, uh, He says, sometimes we must put our differences to the side when uh, human lives are at stake. I can't handle watching a Super Bowl where they care more about showing screaming things holding a heart sign over an actual football. Don't you do this to humanity. (laughs) I'm all in on the lines, but need them to play the Ravens is all I'm asking. Shout out my boy, Godwin. Um, No, not me. I hate the Ravens. I hate them all. Not even this generation has really done anything to me. Like they put the Titans out a couple years ago, you know, Ryan Tannehill. But, I mean, Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis, you know, I remember being in Nissan Stadium in January of nine when they bit Chris St- uh, Chris Johnson up and just, you know, had to rely on Lindell White to run the ball the rest of the second half. And, they, oh, God, man, just hate the Baltimore Ravens. Hate them. Despise them. Um, golly. Uh, wrestling fans, if you're a wrestling fan, and yeah, it's weird, you know, we don't talk a lot of wrestling on here. Oh, yeah, do get to mention Titans hired uh, Brian Callahan, uh, the longtime time uh, offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, worked with a lot of good quarterbacks including Peyton Manning over the years, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, um, and obviously most recently Joe Burrow. <clears throat> I've got over my Vrabel, I've got over my, my shocked uh, state of mind where we, we fired Mike Vrabel, and you hear more and more about just how he you know, uh, Wesley Woodyard, who was one of my favorite Titans from that last era of uh, importance, about uh, know, 2019, 2020, he, he said some really interesting things this morning on Ramon, uh, Will, and Kayla on 104.5. Go, you can go check out their podcast. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. They, they have the interview link from Wesley Woodyard, just basically saying how uh, Vrabel – Thought that the coaches won the games, not the players, and how they came off kind of smug, and just lost a lot of the um, trust of some of the veterans from from the first regime. You know, I think Big Jeff and Henry and a lot of those guys loved him, but so he lost lost the uh, locker room a little bit with that first team that made it so far to the AFC Championship game. Even goes far as saying the quote that stood out for me for Woodyard the most was where he said, "I'm not, I'm not ins- he didn't insinuate they blew." The AFC Championship game, where Mahomes had that big long scamper at the end of uh, the first half to, to regain the lead uh, or to take over the lead, um, he did say that they, there was talk within the team that Vrabel's ego was so big that it basically was like, "Do we want to go on and win a Super Bowl for this guy and his ego would just be even worse?" And I, that's—I don't know. I don't know how, how I take that. But uh, if you got a chance to win a Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl. So nobody tackled Patrick Mahomes. What happened? Um, but, yeah, Brian Callahan, so now it'll be interesting to see. He's an offensive mind, as you know, I mean, I've talked about on here. The Titans hadn't scored over 28 uh, points in two calendar years. So, as much as I like Vrabel's, a lot of, a lot of things about Vrabel. You know, it's time to move on and uh, see what Rand Car- uh, Carthon and Brian Callahan to come together. Now the staff will be put together. And, you know, who's going to be the OC, who's going to be the DC? Who's going to fix that oh, atrocious atrocious. Offensive line, one of one of the worst offensive lines in football. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that as as time goes on. But uh, not talking to you about wrestling as far as like we're not going to talk Royal Rumble in two days. But um, big change. You know you can tell we're living in a completely different different era these days. Uh, Monday Night Raw. The, it was announced yesterday morning that Monday Night Raw has been will air ex- exclusively on Netflix starting January. Of 2025, which I had a lot of questions, and we have a wrestling group chat with myself and Don Asbury and Curtis Rich because we're fucking nerds, and um, um, basically it just popped up yesterday morning. Triple H and a lot of people broke that yesterday morning. Uh, So as you know, here here's an article that I found. Um, So WWE, you know, it debuted in January of 1993 and has always been on the USA Network. They had a little time on the uh, TNN, the Nashville Network there, I think from like maybe 02 or 01, maybe 01 to 05, something like that. And they've been on the USA Network again since, I believe, October of 2005. And now, again, just streaming services. Netflix, I think I read that Netflix is actually the only profitable streaming services of of all of them, and I think we own... We either own every streaming service there is on top of YouTube TV or we bum my sister-in-law's account on a couple things. I mean, it's everywhere. There's people on my Peacock. I'm on some people. I don't know. I don't even know who's. If I ever get logged out, I'm screwed because I know we're on McKenzie's a couple things, maybe my mother-in-law's. There's some people on my Peacock. There's some people on my YouTube TV. We're just all sharing. Um, Here's the the, uh, article. I think I got this from Bleacher Report yesterday. It says the introduction of WWE Raw in 1993 was a groundbreaking. Uh, it was groundbreaking, and it has continued to grow for more than 30 years since then, becoming a week- weekly staple in the world of pro wrestling and television as a whole. By joining Netflix, WWE is focusing in the footsteps of many major professional sports leagues, including the NFL. The NFL notably moved Sunday Ticket to YouTube TV this season, plus its Thursday night football games exclusively on Amazon Prime Video and one playoff game was exclusive to the Peacock streaming service this season. WWE already has a streaming presence as its monthly premium live events stream on Peacock, plus its entire video library exists on the Peacock network as well. Netflix's live streaming has been somewhat limited thus far, meaning Raw figures to be a flagship for the service and possibly start of an expanded menu of live streaming offerings. Uh, Netflix paid WWE $5 billion for 10 years. For just raw, that's more than Disney paid full ownership of Marvel, Star Wars, which was four billion each. Um, pretty good stuff there on Twitter. Um, just it, it's so you know again, that's a changing of the guard. You know something we've been used to with with uh, prime, you know with with network television and with cable television since you know since I was born. It went from primetime television to Monday Night Raw, and it's been. It's 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 been a staple. Like I said, it was the flagship show of the WWE programming since January of '93, and it's just like everything. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of the Amazon games. Amazon Prime. We have Amazon Prime. I think we bummed off my mother-in-law. Um, we bummed off somebody. I don't watch it. Um, I think I watched one game. If the Titans had a Thursday night game, that's, that's the one game I watched this year. Um, I, I'm just I'm a, I'm a big fan of streaming services in general. But I don't like my sports on there, and I'm old school, man. It killed me to go to YouTube TV because I like direct TV so good. Until they just continue, you know, to go sky high. But there's something about me sitting down in a recliner and hitting 242 or 247, and know I'm going to USA Network or TNT or whatever. It's it's just I'm old school like that. I'll always be old school. Uh, I don't like, you know, it, it's hard to get on YouTube TV and not be able to just type in a number. Uh, you have to go through the search bar, whatever. Um, so, uh, another thing, you know, TKO is, is the brand who represents WWE when it merged when Vince McMahon and his family sold it. And when the UFC group sold and they combined into TKO, uh, appointed Dwayne Johnson to the board of directors. And I seen he was going to get, I'm not sure if I screenshot that number, and it doesn't look like I did. But uh, Dwayne's just getting massive, massive amount of numbers. Uh, no, I did, I did see it right here. Dwayne Johnson will receive $30 million worth of TKO stock as part of his appointment to the TKO Group Holdings Board of Directors, in part as payment to promote the WWE brand. This is in addition to Johnson being granted ownership of the Rock trademark, which is which is massive because you know Vince McMahon has always been such a uh, so possessive of other people's names. You know when they've established themselves in WCW or or you know AWA, going back to the late '80s. Anytime they made the move to New York to work for Vince McMahon at WWF WWE, he would always change their change the name where he would have ownership of that of that name. Um, even if it was like Taz moving from ECW to WWE, and went from TAZ to TAZZ, Just for Vince McMahon to have that ownership. Um, so The Rock, you know, obviously the biggest movie star probably in Hollywood. He's, some of his other stuff, but his Project Rock Under Armour line very successful. The only, only thing he hasn't really done successfully is with the XFL, but I mean he's he's now he's uh, merged with I don't know if it was the USFL, whatever other league they're, the Spring Football League. They've merged this season, so um, still a chance for the Rock to be successful on that. But what's crazy to me is that you know the the picture I saw there on uh, um, as they were making the announcements, Triple H and Rock, and you look at just how got those guys, you know, worked for Vince McMahon as Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Rocky Maivia when they, they, you know, they came in together, you know, Triple H debuted as Hunter Hearst Helmsley in 1995, Rocky Maivia in late 96 at Survivor Series, and, you know, looking like a Chia pet head, and, you know, there's that infamous photo of him in the turtleneck with a gold necklace and the in the fanny pack, and then next thing you know, their their next uh, versions of their characters would be, you know, Triple H from Degeneration X, and Rocky Maivia, The Rock from The Nation of Domination, they would feud over a a great ladder match at summerslam nineteen ninety eight and then they moved to the next level the rock triple h the uh time to play the game, and then of course, the rock with all of his sayings Jerony beating pie and you know all the stuff no your roll shut your mouth and uh all all the all the rock mannerisms and sayings uh golly i mean it's a uh, – so to be in the situation they're in and triple h the smart guy he's in you know marrying the boss's daughter that didn't that didn't hurt things I guess uh. So now, all these years later, you go from you know having to compete and you know almost going out of business in late '96 because WCW had made such a strong push with the NWO to them winning the war, and and then now all these years later, those guys being in the corporate offices they are for and the board members, TKO, the WWE and UFC merger, and just a huge acquisition for Netflix and. Again, I'm old school. So it's a little bit of sad thinking back. Like my favorite time watching pro wrestling as a kid was that 1996, 97, 98, 99, like three year window. Where I was like 12 to 15 years old, and Monday night, you know, Monday Nitro, Monday Night Raw. So I'm constantly. I was that back button. By the time we had a direct TV remote, it was a back button was just wore out because you'd watch Raw from a minute, then you hit back. You go 242, 247, back, back, back. You had to see what Austin was doing. You had to see what NWO was doing. What was Goldberg doing? What was, uh, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels doing, Undertaker? It was so exciting because that was like a, a boom period. And people say wrestling sucks now. And, I mean, it, to me it's not cause I'm, Of, I know wrestling's not as good as it was when Don Asbury said he hasn't watched a second of programming since May. And Don has always been the big wrestling nerd that I am and um, self-admitted. But, you know, we're, we're lucky to, to grow up in the same uh, – in the generation where we've actually seen two boom periods, and Don's, you know, almost a decade older than me. Sorry, Don, you look great, but, you know, you are older. Um, Where he saw the Hogan, Flair, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, big boom period, and, of course, I was four, five, six, seven years old and all that happened, but then we made it through the Attitude Era where the NWO first with WCW, then the Attitude Era with Austin and DX and The Rock and all that, so that was two of the biggest boom periods, but you look at it now, yeah, the product's stale. Maybe it's because we're getting old and, or whatever, but I still feel like they put exciting stuff out, it would be a, a fun thing to watch. But who can argue with it? I mean, they went public in, you know, 2000, and whatever, 2002. I don't, I don't remember when they went public. 2000, maybe. Um, and this to continue to grow. And now, you know, I never thought I'd see the day Vince McMahon sold it. He sold it. Now they're on Netflix exclusive January 2025. So uh, pretty wild to see that happen. Um do you, ever, do you ever just think about... Hold on a second, actually. Ooh. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone, and you can let some other fool sit down. Tell them about it, Alan Jackson. Man, that sounded so good after, you know what, man? Let me tell you something. I had the stomach virus a week before my birthday. I drank a few beers on my birthday party. I didn't drink a single beer on my birthday. Started to get my sore throat. Wife got sick, kids got sick, had the flu all the way through Christmas, after Christmas, went into work with the flu, didn't know it. Had the flu, cooped up, didn't get to go spend New Year's Eve with my family like I told you about on the podcast. January come, we've had a couple podcasts. I've drank like one beer each podcast. So Don't get it twisted. I'm not here, I'm here drunk, but I wanted to have a beer when i recorded the podcast and i felt good i felt good now my allergy stopped these ladybugs my allergy pills kicked in and i just got to thinking man be a heck of a night for a tri-star beverage cold one and uh so thank you for that and it just made me feel a little better because i need one i said i swear to god need one for this next story and um uh, you ever feel like, no matter how personable and outgoing you are, you just wonder why your family can't get on that level and why they judge you for the person you are? Well, if you can, then you're with me. Two things happen to me. My wife hates when we go places together because I, it's hard for me to leave, especially if I've been, I mean, I think I'm governor or mayor or something every time I feel like I have to shake 22 hands, like, like just thinking that people are just, on the edge of their seats, me saying, hey, I'm leaving, man. No, I know nobody gonna care, but when you're drinking, when you're drinking, you think people care. And you got to tell everybody goodbye. She hates, she's left me places because of that. Pretty cold-hearted, I agree. I know that's what you're thinking. And uh, so so she just she just says, I swear to God, we could go six states over and you know somebody. And if you didn't know them, you make friends with them. I mean, I told you a story on the last podcast or the Titans podcast how I ran into a guy from Indiana on vacation in Daytona just for wearing a stupid Colts hat, and we, sit in a, we sat in a, the pool, drank beer together, and talked football for two hours, Talk music, talk football. Um, I just feel like you can't know enough people. I feel like, you know, you need to be personable with people if you've got a personality. And guys, what you don't understand is, people that grew up with me would understand this, I've told you this on here. I was so damn bashful. That's why I still hope there's hope for Bayless playing sports and getting out there. Mama signed me up for T-ball, and I never would get out there. I scared death people, you know. And when I come out of my shell, I, I did. Even now, like I've told you, even when I get on stage at North Springs Music Fest, I'm still a little nervous at the first of the day. Um, that usually works itself out somehow throughout the day. But, uh, but New Wayland's the same way, man. And Wayland's a good smart kid, good looking kid, but he he's got a little bit of his mama where he just ain't exactly but don't get me wrong, Lindsay's social I mean Lindsay is a cut up and she got a great personality but boy when she when she's ready, she's ready. You know? And uh, when she ain't in the mood to talk, she ain't in the mood to talk. There's been people ask me, like, man, does your wife hate me? I was like, Hell, I don't know. I've been with her seventeen years. Does she hate me? Does she hate me? Because the same way she's moody with you, she's moody with me. Stry- facts facts so two instances this past weekend so waylon had to work out here at the at the at the grocery store and i wasn't sure how bakerton hill was so i said i'll drive you out there so i got out there and dropped him off come back and lindsey said will not you just pick up some dairy burger when you go back i said all right uh, that's what i'll do so picked him up called her order in from from there and went in and i, and I didn't think i knew anybody in there didn't think I knew anybody. I didn't really see anybody that I knew working. So I get, they they called me in there and say my food's ready. So then I went ahead and got, you know got my food. Then I seen people. Like, DK, what are you doing? I was like, What are you doing, girl? And we're just sitting there cutting up and uh, talking about. They were asking actually asking about how the roads were from Red Bull and North Springs and all that. And um, started talking about the festival and everything. The next thing I know, my phone's vibrating in my pocket. I don't look at it. And I look up and Waylon's doing something with his phone. I said, Look at this turd. I said, He's out here Snapchatting me, talking, or he's sending a text or something. And Lindsay's like, Did the did, did they move the dairy burger? And Waylon's like, you know, daddy, and they're talking. I'm like, you turncoat, you little ungrateful, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to call my son bad names on the podcast. and Brady Buck will probably go tell him. So I get to the truck, and I was like, hey, what's your problem, dude? He's like, I mean, you was in there forever. He's like, 15 minutes. I was like, 5, 10, possibly, possibly 10. He's like, more like 20 than 10. And I said, dude, what's your problem? I said, you know your mother. You know what's about to happen, because it's a 15-minute drive from the dairy burger to my house. And y'all know how when you go get fast food, and they wrap it up in the bag, then they put it in the big bag. I mean, you know. You know how french fries are after driving with them for 15 minutes. So I said, Waylon, you already know something's not going to be right in this bag. I said, your mother has terrible karma. Because if it's going to happen, because Lindsay just is never, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what she's done. I don't know if she, when she worked at the lake on the restaurant, if she just was terrible to people and messed their orders up. Everywhere we go, if she orders the grilled jalapenos, or uh, fried jalapenos, whatever the hell jalapenos at the Mexicans joint, We'll never get them. We'll be, we'll be already getting our food. She'll be like, I, I ordered some jalapenos. Or she'll order no this, no that. And all, it'll always be on there. If she asks for it not to be on there, it's going to be on there. Some sort of bad karma for her time in the restaurant business when she was younger. I don't know. But she, it's her every time. So I said, Waylon, you know something's going to be wrong with your mama's order. Or, you know, God forbid I drove too slow on the rigid ice storm. Road of the Nimrod, I said. Some we don't, She don't need any ammunition. Then you go and tell her Daddy's in there talking. I said, just, just said, hell! You didn't just run me over. You you run me over and back me back over. I said, what's wrong with just telling her the food wasn't ready? I said, I know it's a lie. I know it's a lie. I know it's a lie. I'm not trying to teach you to lie, son. But also i like to eat my giant cheeseburger with ketchup, mustard, pickles only, and spicy spuds in peace without your mother bitching on me because I have a personality, and I was talking to the people at the dairy burger. I don't need that in my life on a Saturday night at 8.48, okay? Because we know her food's going to be soggy, and she's going to open up and be like, I can't eat that. I just Don't, don't worry about it. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. It's fine. I mean, wasted $4, but I'm not going to eat it. I said, that's how she's going to act anyway. Then you just went ahead and just, you just went ahead and threw old dad under the bus. So you know what's going to be, Waylon. When we get home now, I'm going to set the food down. She's going to get the kids. I see. You no, know, Jack and Bayless are already fighting. They're already on her nerves. They've been cooped up in this house all week. They're they're both mid-level juvenile delinquents. She's probably already screamed at them. She's probably already threatened them. She's in a bad mood. She's in a funk because she's been stuck in the house all week. Then we're going to set the food down. Her food's going to be nasty. She's be like, I'm not eating this. I'm not. So ridiculous that you cannot go pick food up and then just come the hell on. Because no, old DK's got to talk. DK's got to be social, social butterfly. And now my spicy spuds are disgusting. They're disgusting. That's what I thought was going to happen. Thank God she ate them. And I just come in and said, yeah, I talked. I talked. I did it. I did it. I said, why well, y'all been stuck at home? I've been walking this stupid driveway up and down, up and down. I saw people, and I wanted to talk to them, and I did it. How's your fries? Good? Great. Thank God. Thank God. We all walk on eggshells because my wife is tough, boy. Literally the other day, me and, me and Bayless was playing. We was playing basketball upstairs, and Lindsey was taking a nap, and Jack was taking a nap, and Bayless was like, can we play basketball, Daddy? I said, you mean 2K? He goes, no, on my goal. I said, man, I don't really want that, brother. I said, your mama's asleep. You know when we wake her up from a nap, it ain't, it ain't good business for nobody. He goes, Daddy, I'll be quiet. I said, no, you won't. You'll be up here shack-attacking on this rim trying to break it down. And I said, we're all going to get cussed out. Don't do it, Bayless. It ain't worth it. Let's just play PlayStation. Like, I'm begging. I always bitch about my kids play PlayStation too much. But well, I'm begging him to play PlayStation, so we won't wake my beautiful, loving, caring wife up. Well, we play because we're rebels, and we have no remorse for our lives whatsoever. <laughs> so me and Bayless go downstairs, and I'm fixing a both cereal. And this is funnier than hell, and she didn't see it. He's—he's—I'm uh, taking a leak. She's in the shower, and uh, Bayless come in there, and he goes. She says, "I just couldn't sleep," and Bayless said. Well, how'd you wake up, Mama? She goes, Them dogs and I just I just couldn't I'm just I just couldn't sleep. And he's like, It's <laughs> on so me and Bayless catch eyes. Like you can get real like these both shitty and grins on her face, like, It wasn't us, homie. <laughs> it wasn't us. So we fist bump and have a laugh while Lindsay in the shower and had no idea we were uh, for one, scared of our lives for our lives and the fact that we thought we'd woke her up and we was about to get dog cussed. Uh, and it didn't happen. So me and Bayless were good. The next day, uh, it was my father-in-law's birthday party at the Mexican restaurant in Salina, and Waylon was going to have, have to have a car, so we just drove separate, and I was a few minutes running late like I do anyway. So uh, uh, I, they, they went on. We all walked the driveway. Lindsey's car was at the bottom. My truck was at the bottom. I said, I'll, I'll be right behind y'all. So Waylon was telling me, hey, you know, it's be careful, have you left home yet? And just to troll them a little bit, I'm like, no, I'm putting my boots on. And it, it, it didn't even uh, elicit a reaction out of Waylon. It was just Waylon on the text, not Waylon and Lindsay, so that's why. And then he's like, well, be careful, the Nim Road's bad. And I said, yeah, I remember driving on it last night, Waylon, uh, when we were running late from the Dairy because I have a personality. And uh, so I was like, I'm right behind y'all. He's like, how is that possible? I was like, I don't know, man, but I'm on the Nim Road. And he's like, well, we just went through Harmony Springs. Well, I stop at Melvin's. And I was thinking the whole time, Dustin, you're never going to be there by 11, but if they're just five minutes ahead of you, you could stop and get you a, a drink at Melvin's and get a, get a Mountain Dew for 52 cents in a can. Well, my Uncle, Newt's, my Uncle Newt's parked there. And I'm sitting there. Who I love my Uncle Newt. We've had so much good times together. And at that time, I'm like, I'm debating. I'm like, do I even get out? Do I even get out because I saw I thought it was Newt and uh of course I got out it's my favorite uncle love you Troy love you uh everybody else but I mean me and Newt we're tight now but uh so I get out and I'm talking to him and he's like where are you heading and I said I, uh over to Saline, he goes oh shit I better let you go and I said that's all right you so of course I talked to Newt for a few minutes then I go in and talk to the beans you can't go in there without talking to the to the bean family and Melvin and everybody else so I, mean, I hit it for about 15 minutes Come out and, you know, Waylon Tech said, where are you at? And I was like, just leaving Hermit Springs. How is that possible? I said, hell, you were you were surprised I was even in Hermit Springs the first time. So don't get mad now that I'm behind. I'm where you thought I was supposed to be the first time. Now. And so I get over there and they're giving me a hard time. They're like, God forbid Dustin Kennedy ever just do what he's supposed to do. and Just get in the truck and be where he's supposed to be on time. And I said, I ran into Newt. And she said, And? I said, you're right. You're right. I said, I should have just get out of the truck. Hey, Newt, what are you doing? Go fuck yourself. I'm running late. My wife's going to tr- gonna get really mad because, uh, you know, I can't, I- I'm not allowed to speak to you, Uncle Newt. Hey, call me. Call me on Monday. We'll catch up. Yeah, I'm just go piss off, kick rocks. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to my uncle. So, uh, yeah, I just don't understand it, man. I don't understand why they're on me so hard for just talking to people because I love people. You can't know enough people. Waylon this this is. I mean, Waylon's a good. I mean, like Waylon is. I want Waylon to be more outgoing because he got a good. He's. I mean, he's got a good personality, but he texts me one day and I may have told you all this on here. I'm. I'm getting. You know. I'm scatterbrained and he was working at the at the grocery store and he says, "Hey man, I just uh, somebody just came in here and had had your music festival t-shirt on," and I said, "Oh yeah, who was it?" He goes, "Well, I didn't ask." So what do you mean you didn't ask? He goes, well, "That'd be awkward." I said, no, actually being awkward is not asking. You know, if I was working at a a grocery store in 1999 and somebody come in with an old school Rick's Market hat, I'm going to be like, hey, man, that's my dad's store. You know him? That's all Waylon had to say. Oh, man, hey, it's cool. You come to the music festival? Well, it was John Deets, my neighbor up here on Hunting Creek, and he came to the house that day because he's a sponsor for the festival. Waylon's going to have his truck come up. I was like, hey, you recognize this gentleman, Waylon? Oh, yeah. Hey. I just looked at him and said, Kids, yes, man. After John left, I said, Hey. Hey. Now I'd like, Oh, hey, man. Ain't I seen you somewhere today? Oh, that's a good looking shirt. You know, it's my dad's festival. That's my personality. You know what I'm saying? Like, my dad would have trolled me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I was trolling Waylon, so that's 100%. He should have been up there, like, Oh, man, it's my dad's festival. I don't know if you know that. Something. No. Nope. Hey. <laughs> one of these days I don't know maybe maybe I just need to shut the hell up And Lindsay's like it ain't that hard Dustin it ain't that hard hey how are you good how are you you ain't got to ask them about their grandma you ain't got to ask them their life story I said well that's not even fair Lindsay because I don't give people a chance to talk I'm the talker I'm listening but I talk more than I listen it's a bad trait I wouldn't suggest it anyway I do the best I can with them, guys. It's hard having all the personality in the family. Jeez. They may have stole the show in North Springs 2023. That's up for debate because we had some bad, badass performances down there. And uh, that's them Dirty Roses and they're back for a co-headline spot at 2024 all these months away. I know the anticipation is going to build and uh, trying to get the lineup out there early. We still got some stuff working on, but. Go ahead and break the news. I guess we're going to go ahead and do it two days on the farm. I don't know if I've said that. It's been like the worst kept secret because I put it on Facebook kind of asking people what they thought, but yeah, it's going to be two days in North Springs this year, so make sure you camp. Make sure you make it back. You know, it's not my local. My local is the ones I'm worried about, and that's that's no shot at my locals because, man, let me tell you something. I've I've got a loyal, loyal group a group of locals overall. Now, not everybody like I said the other day on Laurel Coast post, if they sleep and let them sleep, they'll figure it out. And, um, you know, um, I am very blessed to have great community support overall. I mean, uh, some people don't get it yet, but, you know, it's fine. But last year it grew to where people was coming out of state, and now all the buzz. Hell, half my friends probably don't. They probably, my real friends probably got me muted on Facebook. They probably don't even see my North Springs Music Fest stuff. It's the people from Alabama and Florida and uh, Indiana all these guys I mean I can't I am not gonna start name dropping because man it is I they've been showing out on Facebook just all the support from everybody coming out this year and I just um that we're just trying to grow it just trying to grow it it grew big time in 2023 so um just hope hoping for the same growth and well, I wanted I want it to be even bigger I just want it to be big and that's why we're gonna put it out Got a couple more trying to finalize some things. We're probably going to look at like five or six acts on Monday. Not Monday, Friday. Um, of course, it'll be later, kind of like the kickoff party was. It'd probably be like a 6 to 6.30 to 11 range, 12, you know, whatever we can do. The camping's open. And then uh, then we'll see. We'll, we'll hopefully everybody will be there. I'm, I'm taking vendors this year. Like more people that way you guys got stuff to do on Saturday morning instead of just sitting around. There's. Hopefully there'll be more vendors uh, for y'all to shop and hang out and drink coffee, eat breakfast, and whatever have you there on the Saturday morning before the show kicks off. Probably go about eight acts on Saturday. Trying, we were in very late last last year, and that was that was on me not staying because it wasn't because of my sound crew because they are top notch, real sound production out of Cookville, Ronnie and Jeff. Those those guys are top notch. Um, take Tam chance to uh, real, real quick before I forget it. Uh, thank my sponsor, Brenda Keith, Don Franklin Chevrolet, Burksville, Burksville Kentucky. Uh, whether you're doing a uh, looking for pre-owned or new, Brenda's got it. She'll help you out, and uh, just message her on Facebook. She's always active on Facebook, uh, or just a uh, shooter text and uh, tell her you're there from the North Spring Sessions. Hopefully, uh, Brenda always got all the love and support for the podcast, for the festival, anything music-related. Brenda's going all over the place, and uh, I'm glad. And, that, and that's when I know I'm doing something right with these shows. Not trying to take credit, but I mean. Um, You know, when you see people who've never heard of Tony Logue a day in their life or never heard of Alex Williams or, you know, Addison to a lesser extent because he's been playing here. But it it warms my heart when I see Brenda and her friends or Rachel and Jenny or, you know, whoever going to see these people that they didn't know before they played Jackson County. So that's all I'm doing, doing my part. And, you know, Laurel Cove up in Pineville, Kentucky, to me, they broke Charles Wesley Godwin out. They broke 49 out. So many badass bands It's because of uh, those guys up there with John and Jason, uh, the other guy I've not met. Um, And they were talking about how their fest has grown so much. Of course, they got Red Clay, Strays, and White Flores headlining that thing this year, and they got them to come in early last year. So, because these prices, like, people message me, and they want people, And, and again, I don't hold people... In uh, disdain for that. I mean, if you text me and tell me to get Kenny Chesney, I'm going to you F off. <laughs> but, I mean, really, you, you, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't know how the little man like me can compete in this game much longer when guys who have been out for a year are already getting 50 and 75,000. It's insane. Uh, I, and I don't know how they – these bigger festivals, I don't know, man. Like, there's one broke out today that's going to be in Louisville, and it's got, like, Zach Bryan – Charles Wesley Godwin, Jinx, Dave Matthews, Whiskey Myers. I mean, it's just, golly, loaded. You know, and I, I just don't, you know, I don't know how where all the money's coming from for these big corporate sponsors, but that's what the magic is about North Springs. It's just, it's never going to be that because, one, I didn't win the lottery any time in the last year, but um, I don't know. I, I just think there's something really to be said about these down-home festivals, and there's not a lot of corporate sponsors. There's a lot of y'all local sponsors, but no, Laurel Cove was saying that theirs is ninety nine percent of out of towners. And this time between two pre sales and a uh, regular sale, it sold out in like four minutes for their thousand seat uh venue there and all the locals now that it's a hip thing to be to be in Pineville, Kentucky, people are complaining. They're like, Well it's been here the whole time and one of the guys even told me there's like we legit got asked the other day, like man, you should probably get that Charles Wesley Godwin guy. And I'm like, Oh, we had him seven times between Laurel Cove Music Festival and in the in the uh, Bell Theater, you know. He's like, these are the same people. If you've got people in your hometown that are sleeping on your festival, give it about a year or two, gonna be like, hey, man, you, sh- you should bring that Cole chaining kid in, you know. And that's uh, I feel that. I feel that to a certain level um, still with some people here. Like, you know, you get people from 14 states here, but yet I was at the gas station, Red Bull, and some guys like, oh, this is the first year you're doing it. I was like, no, fourth. He's like, I'm in North Springs all the time and I never heard of this thing. So, um, you know, maybe I don't promote it like I think I do. I did want to make sure I thanked, let uh, me get back on photos here. Uh, Janine Tiergarden and her uh, boyfriend Tim, the Toolman Miller. She wrote a just, I'm going to tell you something, man. And I, and I, and I said this on uh, Facebook. I don't pretend to be some hard ass guy. That's just you know, the most masculine. I ain't no feminine, feminine man over here. Now don't don't get it twisted, but I do. um, I I can't help it. Like stuff, stuff hits me differently. And uh, I'm I'm a sentimental old fool, is what I like to say. You know, stuff does matter. Like when you put your heart and soul and, and work ethic into something, and and people take the time to write something on Facebook or. You know, it, it means a lot like when the festival's over and there's twenty posts and there's people talking about what you do for your community and trying to bring music and people together. Like even like I said, what I what I've read with Clint, that meant a lot. I mean, I say it all the time, you know, a lot of people tell me good things like hey, I'm proud of you for this and that. You know, me, me and Chris Boone been been friends for a long time, I don't get seen much, but he knows how much I love music and vice versa. I don't know how much he loves music and me and Freddy go to shows together. So when those two text me and say, I'm proud of you, man. Clint Fraley, no, Clint, don't kill me when you say this. He texts me and he's like, "Yeah, you're pretty much badass." He did say that. I've got it, I've got proof somewhere. You might get lucky, Clint. It might have been on my old phone before it crashed, so I probably don't have that texting message. People can say it all day long and it's cool, but when Clint Fraley and Chris Boone say it, or Brent Duffer, or Brad Craggett, and people that uh, you know, people that have been friends for a long, long time are proud of what you do with the festival. It's really cool. But now um, Janine and Tim, they came down. I want to say the day before in 2022 when we were just a one-day festival. And they came in when we were getting everything ready. And they're like, hey, can we – yeah, it was early in that evening. They're like, hey, we were wondering if we could camp early. And uh, I think they would emailed me, actually. So I said, yeah, come on. I said, I've got to leave to go to a football game later. Waylon was playing football. I said, but love to have you. Stick around, you know. So they ended up loving it. There's a Allison and Todd Bassett from Lexington. They came down and camped that year. And – um so the OGs—they're the OG couples—but Janine and uh, Tim were the first ones that pulled up that day. They had the whole camping set up with their dog and you know everything, and in the back of their vehicle. So really cool, and those people always have hold a special place in my heart, as as sentimental as that sounds. But um, then the next year, Bruce uh, Bruce Twyman came in, and he came in on a Thursday, and that boy. I, I, if, you, if you're on the square of Gainesboro and you give me sponsorship money last year with the festival, let me tell you something. Bruce alone made up for it because he was at the coin, he was at the pool, people at the pie peddler. So uh, I know they're ready to get back. But well, let me instead getting long-winded. Janine posted a few days ago on Facebook, and this is really, really, really cool. Where in the heck is North Springs? Better question to ask, what is the North Springs Music Festival? For, is, for us, it is a must-attend. We love music and we love camping a music festival that offers both in a friendly setting in Tennessee is an event we will now plan on every fall. Set on the family farm of a fellow music lover, and all-around good guy named Dustin Kennedy. Your uh, $50 bill's in the mail, baby. Uh, co-ho- co-host of a podcast called One Lane Road Podcast, rest in peace, and now hosts North Spring Sessions with DK. North Spring, or Dustin Kennedy works hard along with the support of his family and community to put together this event. The family... Um, the festival provides an opportunity for those attending to see their favorite artists perform and perhaps to see up-and-coming artists for the first time. Atmosphere is family and pet-friendly, and you're made to feel like a good friend of the Kennedy family from the onset. Our first time attending was 2022, searching upcoming events for artists Cole Cheney, and Jason Eadie. We came across North Springs Music Fest. First thing we questioned, where's North Springs and how do we get tickets? Directed to a website, we purchased tickets and headed to an area in northwestern Jackson County. Tennessee nestled in a valley. The farm provides a flat field across the road from the old farmhouse and barn of Dustin's grandfather. Shout out, Barry Kennedy. Oh, gee. Uh, coming from northern Kentucky and Cincinnati, Ohio, we headed down in hopes to be allowed to set up camp and spend the night before the festival. When we arrived, we were greeted by Dustin personally and welcomed to camp both nights. The weekend was fantastic and the music was great. Before departing in the morning after the festival, we discovered this was a yearly event and immediately made plans the following year. That brings us to 2023 year was to be different with a two-day event. The, the Friday prior to the main event was planned as a kickoff party in the nearby town of Gainesboro. The event be, uh, venue was the Roaring River Distillery, shout out to Hunt family, and it did not disappoint. Outdoor Courtyard provided a unique venue and we were introduced to artists new to us. Compared to the previous year, quickly realized the word had spread and more and more campers arrived, either with camper vans, tents, or large full-size campers. It was to be a weekend with a solar eclipse and the excitement of everyone attending was contagious. We made some new friends and a weekend to remember for a long time. If you're looking for an event to enjoy great music and see up-and-coming songwriters, then do not want to miss this. If you're a camper, I'm sure you can find a near – if you're not a camper, find a near hotel or Airbnb to stay. For dining and drinks, Gainesville has a very nice English pub called the Bull and Thistle where we had drinks prior to the kickoff event, and it has a great atmosphere. So you're welcome, Diana and Barry, Mr. Naff. Uh, Your sponsorship check was appreciated, and I hope you understand that. (laughs) Because uh, that Bull and Thistle was packed that Friday night. Same for the stolen coin. Uh, I put together a couple videos, one of the kickoff party and then the day of the festival. My only regret is not getting to film every artist. They were all fantastic. And there are two videos on YouTube. Um, they're linked to my Facebook. So if you want to find them, um, go check that out. I'm going to break real quick. We're getting a little long, longer than usual here. I'm sorry for that. Um, I'm going to plug the computer up. All right, I'm back here on the North Springs Station with D.K. Uh, also, i also like to thank another sponsor, Helen's Restaurant, representing and uh, serving Jackson County since 1987. Carol and Kristen, the family atmosphere there at Helen's on uh, Highway 56 in Gainesboro. They can handle any meal that you want to throw at them. Make sure you uh, go out there. I had some people from work actually go without me today. and I said, you can't go to my home turf to my, one of my sponsors and not take me. I'm, I'm pretty hot about it. So glad they went. I got left out. You know, I get it. Whatever. Um, a lot of people were sending me the uh, video of Jason Kelsey. I meant to touch on this when we were talking about the uh, Chiefs earlier. Uh, Jason K- uh, Kelsey, offensive lineman, recently retired from the Philadelphia Eagles. Also brother of uh, tight end Trace uh, Jason Kelsey from the Chiefs. And they want. They said, "Ain't you got any reaction about him going chest naked up there?" Well, first off, I seen Taylor Lewan do it a lot cooler years ago, but. Uh, he took a kid up there, and it was like, you just show how sensitive our society is. They're like, this little girl was a Swifty, and she wanted to meet Taylor Swift, and Taylor did her a solid by not coming to the press box. You know, he picked up this girl, this little child, took her to the window, to the press box or to the suite, you know, and Taylor you know, didn't come to say hi to a child, a fan. And so, you know, whatever. But uh, the comments, of course, and the soft generation, oh, my God, genuinely concerned about that child. Wait, My mama bear instincts would have really kicked in, and no way I let a drunk man carry my child up steps. Shut up. I mean, I just get good lord. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that kid is gonna be so traumatized in five years when she's talking about a uh, uh, Hall of Fame NFL player carrying her up steps so she could wave at her idol who just big time her and didn't come down, but still. Uh, one of the greatest offensive linemen in NFL history carried you up steps at a football playoff game, and you got to wave at Taylor Swift through a glass at a press box. I think the kid will probably be all right, guys. You Damn softies. So uh, the main reason I didn't react to a grown man taking a shirt off was because I've been friends with Jeremy Mackey for 12 years, and that's kind of his thing. So gimmick infringement is what they call it in the wrestling business. Jason Kelsey let Mackey have his gimmick back and uh, put your shirt on, for the love of God. Speaking of, Mackie, Snapchat memory this week popped up after the Titans. Titans didn't lose that game on January 22, 2022, to the Cincinnati Bengals. Ryan Tannehill lost that game with three interceptions. So we stopped at the Outback Steakhouse in Lebanon to have a nice meal on the way back. And if you've never seen Jeremy Mackey, you know, Dinosaurs' thing it used to be my favorite Hank Jr. song until he's completely just bastardized it for years and years and years. So we stopped at uh, out, out, outhouse, Outback Steakhouse, and this is Jeremy Mackey singing. I don't remember who he was singing to, he could tell you. This is him singing to somebody on the phone at the table. And he showed sure like Cowboy That ain't Rocky you play. This is the definition of can't take you him anywhere. It Gay guitar pickers don't turn me on. That's why I let Mackie sing it because I can't sing it. Also, flashback today, five years ago, the very first time I saw them Dirty Roses in concert. Pretty cool to see that on there on my Snapchat. Um, him and them and Andrew Pope and Shooter Jennings and Sidetracks. Um, Huntsville, Alabama, back of the day. So, it's um, about it, I guess. We went an hour and sixteen. Um, I really wanted to do, uh, do some music and just kind of give a give a listen to each one of these musicians, but um, you guys can do that. The announced acts, as I said earlier, Ward Davis, Them Dirty Roses, Taylor Honeycut, Tim Gooden, The Comancheros, Low Water Bridge Band, West Ship, Rich Henderson. Tony Logan, in the 184, Rye Davis and Waylon Hanel. You Now, that's a complete almost turnover than what we had last year. I think there's four of those people that were on the lineup. Tony Logue played the kickoff party. Rye was on the Saturday. West was on the Saturday. And Tim Goodman was on the Saturday. And, and them Dirty Roses obviously rocked out. Rock it out, Davo. Swear to God. On these nights, I'm going to do it real good. Can't do like I do. Sunshine, dude. I certainly. all oh, raining Collins, my favorite to do though. Seriously, they would. But uh, looking forward to it. And so, just give these guys a chance. Taylor Honeycut doesn't have a ton on Spotify and Apple, but like I said, she's she's named one of the biggest upcoming acts by Whiskey Riff, SavingCountryMusic.com. Music.com. She's opening for the Red Clay Strays. I should tell you enough uh, at the Ryman Auditorium come September fourth. Tim Gooden. Rocket ship, too. Boy, you better watch out. The commentary was just going to be rowdy. I mean, you, and Low Water Bridge Band also has been uh, talked about by SavingCountryMusic.com, Whiskey Riff. They're a, a band out of Virginia. Of course, Wes has got a good fan base here. Rich Henderson out of Alabama. He just, look him up. He's uh, He's got a good sound. And then Waylon Handle, the kid out of Michigan, like I said, Outlaw Country Music. A um, couple things to end the show. And I'm, I'm, I don't know, I may go back and play the one. Because I can't end on wrestling, but if you're a pro wrestling fan, and I cannot believe we've talked this much pro wrestling, there's two things that's happened this week in the history of wrestling that you can't touch on because Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, again, this soft generation, all these flippity-floppity five, six-star, seven-star wrestling matches that you like watching now, you nerds. Those guys don't even have a job. If Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan didn't do what they did in the 80s and 90s and 2000s to make wrestling what it's become. Yeah, okay, Flair used to get neck and flash women with his robe and there's all those things. Then Hogan dropped the N-bomb. You know, he's been forgiven by some people for that. It's it's whatever. But you can't discredit what they've done in sports entertainment. So this famous interview from Ric Flair went in, well, many people think's the greatest nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble. And let me tell you something. The time I met Rick Flair, he told me if if you have any doubt that Richard Flair is actually the nature boy Rick Flair in real life, I said, Where's the after party, Rick? He said, Brother, you find me tonight, we'll drink Miller Light and red wine all night long. Woo! And I thought, Oh my God, he's the nature boy. He is the nature boy. So, this is after winning the 1992 Royal Rumble. Him, Kurt Henning, Bobby the Brain Henning. Just love to have, a, have that beer with the Nature Boy. To proclaim me the real world champion, I'm going to tell y'all, with a tear
1: in my eye,
0: this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And this is the only title in the wrestling world that makes you number one when you are the king of the WWE. You rule the world. Think about it like that, Mr. Perfect. Woo! 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 Let's give a big one. Woo! Woo! You did it. I was never so impressed with anything I've ever seen in all I love Bobby the Brayhead and Rick Flair just it's hard to beat Ric Flair. Oh my goodness, he is uh God, can you imagine partying with Rick Flair one night? Seventy four years old. Can you imagine? Who knows? He's still down in Tampa, Florida. Pounded Michelob Ultras uh, in, in, his, uh, in his prime. The Nature Boy still kicking, 70-something years old. So now Hulk Hogan. Yesterday was the 40th anniversary of the beginning of Hulkamania. So, you know, it's great things were born in this era. I mean, I was born. WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania, Hulkamania was born. Two of the greatest things ever to come out of the 80s. Um, you know, if I'm telling the truth and being humble like I am every day of my life. And nothing speaks my childhood more than this song. And it just it put me when he when he hits the leg drop on the Iron Sheik, he's the champion and like if you're my age Hulkamania run wild. I mean, I had it all. I had the t-shirts. I used to rip t-shirts. My mom would get so mad. She'd buy a t-shirt and I'd rip it like Hulk Hogan. I had the bandanas, you know, man, I mean, I was a Hulkamaniac through and through. Uh if you're my age and this song just don't get you ready to go, just run through a wall. Then we can't be friends. It's the Real American Brother. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Still get fired up. For the first time, I heard that when I was three years old. I still here. I am forty years old, and I still get fired up hearing that song. My God, that's eighties personified, son. And uh, y- y'all want to make fun of me? Go ahead. If there's some man listening to this, going, you know, "Oh, you're a forty years old, man. You're playing Ric Flair interviews and Hulk Hogan music." That's all right. I forgot. The, I forgot the. I forgot the names of more women by the time I was age twenty one than you'll have in your life. Tough guy. All right. So don't. You know, just know that nerds can be ladies' men, and it don't matter. Girls don't care if you're wrestling nerds. I'm kidding, Lindsay. I mean, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's like that's like the equivalent of I've spilled more beer than you've drank. You know kind of deal? I'm not. I don't mean it. Just know that you can be a nerd and women love you for yourself because I'm not ashamed. A lot of people are closet wrestling fans. Son, I will blast real American Hulk Hogan my whole life. So uh, it's been a fun one. Been a long one. I'm sorry uh, for taking so long. Sorry for the two-week break. Thank God this weather's here. Um, hopefully we won't have too much cold weather. I expect a February run to come through, but I don't want it. The last thing I want to say, and I was just checking a Facebook message right there as I paused. Uh, I-, I did want to include this. My sweet cousin Raina, I'm not making fun of you. I'm not calling you out but I didn't know people under the age of 72 fell for stuff on the internet like this. Because you all the time you'll see musicians say, no, I didn't message you. No, I will never private message you asking you for money or all this stuff. So I'm coming back from the you know 82-minute trip to the Dairy Burger on Saturday night where I've talked to people like the jerk that I am. My cousin messaged me. <laughs> Just when I thought I had answered the last question about Oliver Anthony, no, Oliver Anthony will never be at North Springs music Fest for one, because he blew up like the world trade, like Eminem said, or Biggie, whoever said that Biggie. Uh, and I can't afford him. And honestly, I don't know that I want, I didn't just, I don't know, it's for, it's for people more than, than I like it from what I've seen. Uh, that being said, we had two great podcasts when we first started about the drama with Oliver Anthony and how, you know, how Biggie, Biggie's hit it and all that. But uh, so she messaged me and said Oliver Anthony messaged me earlier thanking me for my support. Why I immediately just said, "Come on, Raina." Well, that just first sentence I read of the message, I said, "Raina, come on, girl." Just wanted to give you a heads up. I gave him info on your festival. I just sent it because I was working and didn't think of it after we finished messaging. He hasn't replied at the moment. I hope y'all could work it at something out. Fingers crossed. To which I said, be careful, Raina. It's probably a fake account. She said, no, don't think so. I just gave him their info. I said, oh, shit. All right. All right. Okay. I immediately log into First Freedom Bank. Just make sure my stuff's legit still. I log into First National, or not First, uh, I'm sorry, not First National, uh, Citizens Bank and I thought uh, up in Cookville at the old uh, and then at first Bank I don't know why my mind went blank it's literally where my North Springs account's at and uh, I said well Raina um, what did you send old Oliver Anthony she said your YouTube videos your name your TikTok info I said great the Nigerian prince is owning my life the Nigerian princes are going to be, are going to be freaking posting Bitcoin for my page in the next 72 hours. They just wanted to know how I found them and thanks for my support and what state I lived in. It's his fan page TikTok account. So, uh, yeah, um, it's nice knowing you guys. I have probably no money in the bank. I'm going to overdraft at McDonald's in the morning because the Nigerian princes that run Oliver Anthony's TikTok fan page probably have hacked everything in my life. Thanks to my cousin Raina for just looking out and being supportive. And I love you, Raina, and I'm giving you crap. But don't trust people on the internet. You're not you're not old. You're you're too young to fall for that stuff. Guys, thank you for tuning in to the North Spring Sessions with DK. I've been your host, Dustin Kennedy, and hopefully I'll be back next week with another episode. Till then, talk to you guys later.